Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff, and joining me for today's episode, where we'll look at Wednesday's short three-game slate, are Tim Kalinowski and Nick Martin. Uh, It's short slate, but two out of three games are uh, pretty compelling here. Uh, We'll start with the Leafs and the Stars. Dallas on the second night of a back-to-back traveling from Buffalo. They're playing Tuesday night. Uh, they are plus 115 in Toronto. The Leafs minus 135. A total here of uh, six and a half. I-, I think you could throw the back-to-back out the window here. Like, it's just not that big a deal with travel, being from Buffalo to Toronto, and the Stars coming off the long break. Um, I want to bet the Stars here, Tim, but I think what you're about to explain is making me a little nervous. Um, with it being maybe like just a back and forth kind of seesaw game. Yeah, I mean, I think you're bang on about not taking a lot of stock into the back to back for Dallas's end, and I think it's actually like net net neutral with um with the Leafs having played Monday night, so they'll both have a game under their belt by the time this thing drops. And for me, you know, I think Nick will probably say that the Stars can score and they've been scoring and. He expects them to continue to score. So that leads me to believe that, you know, you're in the right, uh, you're getting warmer on the stars, but if it turns into that type of game, no doubt in my mind, the Leafs can play that type of game and more than willing to play that type of game. So then you're kind of looking at more of a, um, you know, 50, 50 type proposition, but I actually would put advantage to the stars. Cause I trust them to, you know, do the little things more than Toronto. Right. Yeah, I think that would be fair. But the one point you got to keep in mind, too, is this is going to be um, a Scott Wedgwood game. And, mm-hmm. and with that yeah. in mind, I think this price is fair. And yeah. um, and the Leafs have been pretty solid. Um, I think that, again, that game the other night, they they played fine. It was a pretty well-played game, I thought. And, and the Islanders yeah. have been pretty good under Watt. And the two games before that, I think both Jets games were kind of statement victories. So um, I'm not too low on the Leafs right now. If you look at their underlying results, and I know we always hear this with the Leafs, but they're they're right there with the Stars the last bit. So I kind of think the Leafs are trying up. I don't really want to fade them at this kind of a number. I, had, I still have a lot of faith in their uh, Stars offensively. I think that case is pretty easy to make. Um, but with that said, I like the... The Stars offensive depth versus the Leafs. I think they can get some good matchups down the board. Um, so for me, I mean, six and a half when you talk about the way these teams have defended the last couple of years seems crazy, but I still think it's a good play. I think by the time Wedgwood's announced, this will move. And 
and I'm on it. It just feels one like I like the chances where both teams contribute to the total quite a bit. So that's why I feel like it's pretty reasonable to project it pretty high. Okay, uh, so we'll see. Um, I think that's part of the reason I'm I'm going to end up on the stars too. Is like when Wedgwood gets the uh, the stamp here. I I do think we'll we'll see this number move a bit towards Toronto. Leave off. Um, um, yep. Can I throw one more? Uh, maybe Nylander anytime gets off the schneid here. Like he can't not score forever. He had six shots against uh, the Islanders on Monday night. So, I mean, that line was good. Yeah, that line was good, and yeah, they're not I in a position like. They're not in a position to um, – he didn't start out the game too hot, but they're not in a position to, like, um, take away ice time from him. You know, they're they're so top-heavy and, and, you know, pretty much, I'd say, lack, like, depth scoring that it's not like he's going to be uh, – he played tw- over 21 minutes against the Islanders, which is up there with all their, four, uh, their top guys. So he's going to continue to get chances. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um all right, let's talk about the Lightning and Rangers next. This one at Madison Square Garden, the front end of a back-to-back for Tampa. Their first game back from the break. The Rangers played on Monday, uh, so keep that in mind here. But Tampa still, even with that edge for the Rangers and the Rangers on home ice, getting some respect here. This line, you know, in the soft, soft opener was plus 125. It's already down to plus 115 on Tampa. Blue shirts at minus 135, a total of six and a half. You'd assume Vasilevsky and Shesterkin this one quick played on monday night he played really well hey maybe they go right back to him um and and add further fuel to that fire but uh still a total at six and a half with those two goalies is is noteworthy uh nick you were like me talking that i think at the original prices that we saw like it's it's pretty clear that you'd want to go with tampa but um if we're not going to get there this one looks about right yeah i think it's a clear tampa or pass and if you're getting anything better than Plus 110, I would just bite. I think it is going to be quick again, which is kind of interesting, but that sounded like the word out of practice today was that quick was in the starter's net and he'll get it. I, I don't really... I, I mean, I just think right now, I don't love the spot for Tampa, right? We talked about some of that, but I think they're completely just sucking you in with this number. Tampa's game the last three weeks has been way better top to bottom than the Rangers. So... um I think you just got to try it and maybe maybe they come out and stumble a little bit. But I feel like the Lightning are coming around. They got some of their guys back too, which who knows how much that'll actually help. Like Sergachev had been having a really tough year, so we'll see how he does now that he's back in the mix. But I just thought this price looked wrong. I think these, these teams are pretty much pick right now, even in New York. And I don't, I don't mind like a road spot for the Lightning in New York coming out of the bye and the break, right? I feel like that's... That's okay. I think you'll see them get up for it. Maybe they'll come out a little sloppy and not manage the puck overly well. But I just don't see what the Rangers have done recently to deserve this price. I know the Avs are really good, but that game didn't impress me at all either. They easily could have fared a lot worse. We're pretty damn lucky to get into overtime, and then it's just a coin flip. So, I mean, credit to them, I guess, for the resiliency. But um, to me, that didn't that wasn't a comment that any of their like even strength play is solved. And I still think there's some flaws on the roster right now. So yeah, I I think you just, it's the lightning or nothing here. Yeah. I I go lightning out of the gate. I I grabbed the one twenty. I think that it's funny because the only thing really scaring me off of playing more on Tampa is the fact that the Rangers have played, right. We we've talked about this a lot, maybe. And I haven't, I don't bet this too often, you know, maybe, Rangers to score first, Lightning to win the game, or one of those props that's like Lightning to come back and win. So I think um, 
I think that could be a fun little thing. And if not, hey, if you're late to puck drop, you could take Tampa Bay live possibly if the Rangers score first. So I, I totally think all those things are on the table. All you need is, um, you know, down a goal or down two goals. All you need is a lightning power play and bang, you know, you're back in it. We saw it with Tampa Bay, or as we saw it with Toronto and the Islanders on Monday night, you could just smell that comeback coming. The, uh, I bet the, uh, the Rangers and Avalanche exact score after 60 minutes to be zero zero on uh, Monday night <laughs> at 200 to one. And I thought that was a good bet. Um, just wanted to get that out there. It basically was. Yeah. The, the, the Avalanche scored like eight minutes in, and I still was like, I think it still was a pretty good bet. Uh, Wild and Hawks uh, to close out our show. Uh, Minnesota's minus 225 on the road in Chicago. Chicago's plus 185. A total here is six. I think that this line is going to end up moving towards uh, Minnesota throughout the day on Wednesday. Maybe the, the Hawks get some pop from the uh, – the winter classic announcement maybe they're they're all geeked up to to host that one blues and blackhawks i think that we're going to look at uh two sub 500 teams in the nhl um next year playing in the winter classic which will be hilarious and uh right on right on cue nick you think that this uh even with the the chalky number here that there are ways to uh play into the wild yeah, we'll see. I don't I don't know if this one will move because I actually think a lot of those sharp betters might kind of look at the way the Hawks process has looked the last bit comparative to the Wild and actually might see some money get in on the Hawks. So I actually am not entirely confident about where this one would go compared to usual. But uh, with that said, I still think the Wild deserve to be a bigger favorite than minus 215. Um, I think this is a really good spot for them to pay off finally having their guys back and you hate to say like do or die and all those cliches, but this is a complete must have game. And I still think that this is just a wild team. That's a little undervalued now that they have essentially their whole roster back. They're not going to have Spurgeon for the rest of the year, but aside from that, they should have everything rolling. So, um, you know, a little scary because, you know, Gustafson's been a little all over the place, but, I still think that if things have been different, we could easily see this wild roster, coming into Chicago to play what's left of the Hawks roster and being like minus 260. So um, that's kind of my case there. I think that it's it's just a lot of the way things have gone so far that these rosters kind of holding these numbers at where they are. But if you just kind of break it down and look at the two teams right now, I, I don't think they're as close as this number suggests. Yeah, the, the Hawks have been, you know, talk about playing to um... – you know, punching above above their weight or all that, like they have they've hung in there in, in a lot of games and and kudos to them. But you know how how much longer can they keep it going? Especially the wild team that you Nick you said it they they have to get going. This is like you know they're like the Pittsburgh of the West right now. It's like when we're waiting for it and they have the excuse of injuries. We I said on last show that Philly was probably the number one team that needed the break the most put the wild in as the second most needing team of the all-star break. They're finally, finally healthy. And if you just think of, you know, a, like a mantra for that team is like, guys, second half clean slate. Now we have our bodies. Let's go to work it, from a roster perspective. T- the wild should blow them out of the water, but it's just the fact that, you know, too many question marks and how much are you attributing those to, to the injuries? I'm willing to say, Yes, 
due to injuries. So Nick, I saw you took the wild puck line for a half unit. I jumped on that as well. I think um, I'd endorse that as well as maybe three way too, if you want to look that direction. Yeah. And I think the interesting point, like you said about like the Hawks playing to, you know, competing hard and being in every game. And I agree with that. And I can see that side of why you don't like them here. I've liked them in some games recently, or sorry, why you might not like the wild here at this kind of a price. But the Hawks' ability to score right now is just, it's completely non-existent. Like, no. you know, you might say they're due for some positive offensive regression. I I think that would maybe be fair to say, but it also shows how damn hard it's going to be to win games right now because I think more or less they've played a pretty sharp team game in probably every game dating back to the, the Flames win, I'd say. I've watched quite a few of those. You had that Oilers game in there, the Jets game, the Stars game. Those were all good performances, but this team just has zero finish. Like they're going to, they're always, it's going to be so hard for them to come, can, uh, find a way to convert kind of a decent game plan to wins. So we'll see. It'll look dumb if they, they blow it up on us, but I do believe the wild deserve to be a bigger favorite. The uh, Blackhawks have two players with uh, double digits goals. It's Bedard and Jason Dickinson with 15 in, in 50. Uh, then it's Nick Felino and Tyler Johnson tied at nine. So I think Johnson's uh, close to coming back. So maybe look out. And, and of course, when, yeah, just just wait till Beauvillier gets back in this lineup. Can uh, I will say, Leboff, the Hawks would be a great underdog bet against the um, against the old Islanders teams. Yeah, the old Trots Islanders teams. That's like the matchup where, where, that we'd be looking for. Hey, Islanders want to win one nothing in uh, Chicago. It was a good, would be a match made in heaven for that. They were a good bet against the Lane Lambert Islanders too. Um, <laughs> winning that game. True. I do. I do want to bring up one thing, uh, real quick, because uh, we won't have a show on Friday, so I want to get this. I'll probably we'll probably mention this again on Thursday. Um, uh, the Anaheim Ducks play the Oilers on Friday. I think if I'm just going to be betting the Ducks regardless, because I could see it being either way. One, if the the Oilers win against Vegas on Tuesday night, then the line's just going to get insane. Uh, as everyone bets them to to set the record. And on the other side of the coin is if they lose to Vegas, it's just a hilarious letdown spot uh, in front of yes. the back-to-back. So I just just keep that in mind as, as those numbers start to populate um, throughout the week. Anyways, uh, that's it. Short episode with just three games leaning towards uh, the Lightning. You guys like the over in Stars and Leafs. Uh, Nick likes, and you both like the the Wild, uh, the puck line against the Hawks. I likely will end up on on Dallas tomorrow when the line uh, moves from the Wedgwood News. Uh, so we'll be back on Thursday, much better slate of games as we start really ramping up the uh, second half. And uh, in that Thursday episode, I'm sure we'll talk Friday and, and there's a huge slate on Saturday. So we'll, we'll give some thoughts there. So for Nick and Tim, I'm Mike. Thank you for listening. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.